Pacquiao coming to you live from World Championship in San Jose. Welcome to the Living Legends Podcast. Yeah, so destroy Stubby Hammer's attack action cards with three or less base power gain plus one. So, and then while attacking this turn, go again. Yeah, so all of your red zero cost threes, you know, like you said, the dominate and stuff actually become pretty good. Well, the, the yeah. damage doesn't matter as much. Uh, pull up uh, Force of Nature and read that. That's what matters because yeah. Force of Nature Force cares. Of nature is the big one. It cares about attacks that have had their value pumped, I think. Oh, I see. Yeah, so then everything gets when it hits, draw a card. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, the, the right. idea is that you like do that, and then you're like, draw a card, draw a card, draw a card. You just, you just keep throwing stuff at them. Um, yeah, oh, and, and you wow. just kind okay. of become Benji. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ba sick. basically. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you can still run it in UPF. That's great. <laughs> I mean, that, the, yeah, you can. And if someone, if I see someone running Chiana with Stubby Hammers in UPF, that's saying, hey, uh, target me yeah kill, kill them first yeah yeah oh, cool yeah it's a it's a fun deck um would probably be a lot better now that she has more uh cards to use uh because before like you had a lot of like random filler cards to put in like i would mm -hmm. put in stuff like lesson and lava just for three arcane damage because like yeah why not there's three arcane damage. why not um yep Put in like uh, the Bravo specializations. Well, Crippling Crush. If you're running a lot of blues, which my my deck was running a lot of blues, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's quite a, there's quite a, there's quite a few blues you can use in Chiana. I'm just getting my folder out now because I basically uh, are we are we recording by the way? Um, <laughs> hi, we are. Yes, <laughs> lovely old job. Uh, I don't know who the host is, but this is going to be a loose. Uh, going to be a loose episode anyway, isn't it? So um, I could just pretend that I'm the host. Yeah, sure, <laughs> You're the one that has the talking points. I yeah, think. Pre so. Pretend away. I'm the, I'm the one who has the notes for this pure loose episode. But um, yeah, welcome back to Living Legends Podcast. I'm your host for today. Apparently, my name's Az from Go Again Gaming, and joined uh, by uh, some lovely old folks here. How's it going, chaps? Well, you know, Both lovely and uh... old. <laughs> well, some of us are older than others. I'm not gonna say who. Um but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's going well. We were uh just sort of before we started uh recording talking about how our lives are kind of being uh let, let's say uh, appropriated by Baldur's Gate three currently. Uh, uh, that's right. Consumed. Um <laughs> my, mind and body. Um, Mind the body consumed by Baldur's as, Gate three. As doesn't get it, but that that was a reference. That was a reference to the <laughs> the plot of Baldur's Gate. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert for not only me but the audience that are listening to this as well. Nah, it's not. It's not a spoiler <laughs> alert. You, oh, is it not? Yeah. Watch, it watch like the right opening cutscene. Yeah, watch the yeah, opening cutscene. You'll see. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, so doing quite well, uh, of course, and uh, just interested yeah. to to see what's sort of going on with with everybody today um yeah hopefully we can make it pretty interesting yeah, yeah definitely yeah yeah we'll see i have a couple things to talk about but not too much so uh yeah. but that's a good thing about the living legends podcast as well is that we can just 
just riff essentially for a whole episode, uh, even if there's not much going on with with Fab. Skirmish season has started, and we were sort of not sure how much was recorded, but we were speaking about uh, Shiana to a certain degree, and I was getting my folder out when we were in mid conversation. So that's one thing I wanted to touch on because I. When I was at uh, the Calling Birmingham, I basically bought all of the Shiana cards, like all of the new specializations from um, Dust Till Dawn, as well as everything else, Star just because I wanted to build a, Sh a Shiana deck for UPF. But Starstruck is she viable in skirmish? Starstruck is like valuable now. It's like 10, 10 bucks plus, which is crazy. Yeah I, yeah, I got all of those as well, one of which is foil. That's a lovely old job. And then I forgot that there was obviously she got the her own specialization with the alluring inducement stuff. Yeah. But it's just cool, like you can you can block with multiple if you block with this is another interaction which is just off the top of my head. If you block with two unity cards which are different, do you get both triggers? Yeah. Yes. Holy yeah. hell, that's yeah, cool. <laughs> I mean yeah, if you, you if you a... wait, does it say and I think you if you block with two unity cards out of the same card, I think you still get both. Yeah. I think it's just if it's another card, uh, if it's if blocking along with another card from hand. Um, yeah, when this defends together with a card from hand. So you, if you block yeah. with two unity cards, you get both of the things, whether they're duplicates or not. You get the yeah. things. Uh, that's pretty good. So you're getting loads of value out of defending if you're playing. If you're if you're defending with both of those cards, you get both of the triggers. So if you defend with a starstruck and an anthem of spring, you get an embodiment of earth token and a seismic surge token. Mm -hmm. Which is quite good. Ah, very good. So you're discovering things even on these podcasts which don't really have a topic for today. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just I just wanted to, uh, before this, just bring up one of the points which I had today was, was Shiana and playing her in Blitz because obviously skirmish season has started. Um, apparently the meta is wide open according to the article from LSS which was released a few days ago. With obviously Ira and Kasai being, you know, the main ones which are doing well. Um, Kane, Kano, and Dash—that makes sense because they're just pure aggro, and obviously Kano is just can kill you in one turn. Obviously, and Blitz a lot easier. I mean, to be fair, Chain can also kill you in one turn, and Blitz too. Um, well, Blitz in general, I guess you can kill, get killed in one turn. <laughs> Ch Chain's pretty gross, and there's like new new Shadow Room Blade card, so it's like. No surprise yeah. that chain chain was good. Chain chain was like one of the big ones that I was figuring going into the season. I'm like chain's gonna gotta be insane. Um, yeah. And then Kasai is always very strong. I was I was also always very strong. If you look at the top, um, uh, living legend point earners for Blitz, Ira and Kasai are both up there. Um, mm. And then like da Dash is also like good and also quite it's easy. Good. Yeah, good consistent aggro deck. Just wants to throw those go agains and stuff, didn't she? So, boost them. Um, yeah. What's the what? What is the deal with what's the deal with Kasai? Why is Kasai so good? I've never I've never realized I've never known why. Do, do, do any of you chuck, guys chuck. know why she's so good? Is it a second yeah. sword attack being free? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's being able to provide that sort of um, consistent pressure with the second sword attack as well as just building up to the combo turn with blood on her hands yeah all um, oh, right yeah. that like blood on her hands just needs one to get the job done like it, it actually doesn't do anything if you have two of them so you're able to uh, sort of like unlike bolton i would say uh where you <laughs> want like multiple luminas to really go off with kasai you just need to see the one blood on her hands and have like 
them like six or seven coffers. Uh, most of the time, you don't even need that many, even. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just yeah. like consistent pressure, and then like a really strong sort of finisher is what makes Kasai so good. Yep. Yeah, I guess because Bolton doesn't. When you're doing the charge thing with Bolton, you're doing it, but you're 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 at a disadvantage as a result. Whereas Kasai just says when you hit like multiple yeah. times, you get the copper, which then lends itself to your OTK or to your end game. But at the same time, your second attack is always one less. So you're still pressuring at the same time, whereas Bolton doesn't do that. So I guess in Blitz, that's what makes her very good. Yeah, so that makes sense. I mean, um, she she's basically just like an aggro deck that also has like a combo finish. It's not really even a yeah. combo. You just need the one one card. Um, one card. Yeah. So she's just really good. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. And Ira is your classic as well. Um, but I think there was, um, I think the person who won the calling Birmingham with Ira was on a, like a fatigue Ira deck. Yeah. I don't know how that. that. I don't know how that works. Like I've never played. So I don't play too much Blitz. So hopefully, people can enlighten me <laughs> as like, to how these things work. You just, uh, it's, it's like a classic like Ninja Kadachi, you know, black and with your flick flax and all that kind of stuff. Just kind of grind yeah. them out. Well, and, Kadachi's a good value. And in Blitz, you get. Um, Drone of Brutality back again, which is like a yeah. total oh, yeah. card. <laughs> yeah, you get Drone of Brutality, and then you also get uh, stuff like Warmongers because uh, Ira, you know, just great in Ninja. Yeah, you can just kind of like grind yeah. them out. Ira only ever really cares about uh, just attacking, so you can just always pick War with Ira, and then like mm. doesn't affect you. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess not. Ninjas just in general, like Warmongers mm -hmm. is really good Ninja, and that's that's why a lot of folks just in general. Uh, have bumped up ninjas on like their tier lists and stuff. You're seeing Katsu getting into like a higher ratings for, for folks just because of Warmongers, because um, oh, damn card because they don't care about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's just some classes in the game that just don't care. Like Guardians also, no. or Guardians also just don't care. They're just like whatever. No, exactly. I, I punch you once. That's all I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> one punch, man. Pick yeah. one big starstruck. Boom. <laughs> yeah. And circling this, circling this back round to um, to Shiana, Shiana has access to everyone's specialization. So she now actually has two Bravo attacks, which is yep. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, uh, both Starstruck and Crippling Crush. Um, but yeah, I bought I bought all the stuff. I bought Arclight Sentinel. I bought Teclo Core. Um, Teclo Core was quite good in the UPF game because I played it turn one. That was just getting me resources each turn. I came round. Um, but in that UPF game, I was sat uh, with uh, Matt Folks. The uh, one of the best players ever. <laughs> so uh, so he actually won that game as well. On a on a was it Viserai? I think it was. Just boatloads of rune chants, double sonata, double sonata turns. Just people. Some people operate on a completely different level, don't they, with regards to how they play. Um, but yeah, that was fun. Um, loads of other cards as well that I've got, like the Ark Knight Ascendancy. I thought it's quite cool. Having two of those, lessening lava, of course, for arcane damage and all this. But yeah, I'm just, just, just wanted to potentially play Shiana at skirmish. I've never went to skirmish season before, so I'm thinking of bringing something like this just for a bit of fun. But I just don't know whether it's going to be any good. I mean, Shiana used to be built with the hammerers, you said before. Um, but apart from that, no oh. other really. Yeah, you could you could run stuff like uh, microprocessor, the data doll specialization. You can run some really really good. Yeah, stuff I got two that. of those as well. Um, yeah, but I mean, ultimately, she's kind of like a meme deck. 
Right. There's a reason why right. she only has one. She only has like two living legend points and has one like one event. Um, it's just because she has, doesn't have a lot of the consistency there. I don't know. Maybe, maybe now she's maybe a little bit better. But at yeah. the end of the day, she's probably closer to just like a bad Bravo or something like that. Right. Because like she doesn't actually yeah. have a hero ability that's super relevant a lot of the time. Right. Um, so. Yep. Something yeah, I guess. else that I think is quite funny about Shiana specifically is if you uh, if you turn yourself at the at the beginning of your turn into a Kano or New Prism, uh, your health goes down. <laughs> you actually you actually take huh? damage. Wait, yeah, because you turn really? into a copy of that hero, including their health. Wait, does it include their health? It does. <laughs> what? Well, so you can gain life as well? Surely not. I don't think you can gain life, but it changes your uh, it changes your base. I forget how exactly how it works. I know that if you if you copy a Kano, your your health goes down. Um, really, I did not. Yeah, right, we gotta... it's like it looks at it looks at your starting health and how much damage you've taken thus far this game, and then like adjusts accordingly. I think. Someone get uh, Joshua Scott on the wire. We need, we have yeah. we have <laughs> Just... of questions. Oh wow! Yeah, imagine that. Imagine you're playing against Yoji, and you're on like three life, and then you're like, "Yeah, copy Yoji's ability. I get I get go back up to twenty two life." No, <laughs> if no. you gained life as a result think, of it, yeah. I don't think it. You definitely I don't, don't think gain it life. Puts you at that health. I think it just changes your your base, and then the ah. adjustments sort of happen because of that. Like it's, I, I it does happen. Um, I'm oh. Shiana. Kano. Hmm. Uh, yeah, even like Shiana Prism and stuff would still be the same, wouldn't it? Because they're on Lesser Life as well. Interesting. That's really interesting. When Shiana copies a hero, it does not change the amount of damage she has taken. For example, if Shiana has taken 16 damage while at 20 life, then copies a hero with 15 base life, she will lose the game due to having taken equal or more damage than her life. That is from what? the release notes of Shiana. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. Interesting. No, I yeah. didn't know that either. And Shiana was released in Crucible, and now we're only just discovering it. Wow. Yeah. There we go. Every day's a school day. <laughs> something, something to keep in mind. Um, there's more than just uh, those heroes, too. There's like Kano. there's like KO as well. So there's Kano, KO. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a few that have less than uh, Riptide. There's a few that have less than, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. less than 20. Yeah. yeah, the one that like the one that really comes up and like makes itself known, obviously, is the Kano one because it's, yeah. it's a significant difference. Just don't, just don't copy Kano. Like, yeah, just don't, just don't do it. You, you don't. You, do can't, it. you can't even use his ability very well. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, play that wizard attack, you know, non-attack from the top of your deck at instant speed. Like, you don't even. Yeah, you're not gonna do that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, did not know. Did not know that at all. That's an interesting thing. Um. But um, yeah, uh, obviously I'm the host of this podcast. But we're just going, we're going, we're going, just going round and, uh, and and talking about random stuff. How was everyone's week this week? Has anyone been doing anything with regards mm. to Fab? I know obviously Bright Lights was just released. Uh, I know you did a video recently, Cal, about how it could change the landscape. I've done a couple of videos recently about Bright Lights. Um, mm. So my week has been just doing a lot of Flesh and Blood content. I prepared two videos over the weekend so by the time this one comes out you'll have watched well you'll have had the opportunity to watch both of them the first one was talking about how uh i believe that bright lights um 
is poised to grow flesh and blood. And it's a topic we talked about here on the podcast before, just talking about the new crack shuffle play system and how I believe that is uh, a very yeah. big deal in regards to new player acquisition. Um, and I kind of really go quite deep into it. It's only about an eight minute long video, but I talk about all the aspects and why I think it's so great and why I think it's actually better for new players over something like sealed because it takes away some of the agency on there that can give people like decision paralysis where it's just like, Hey, all you do take it, take out the tokens, shuffle them together and play. You don't have to actually make any decisions. And I know that's a, a thing that I've heard a new players say for flesh and blood is they, they get like this decision paralysis. So at least cutting back a little bit on that, um, I think it's really good. And then the other video yeah. that, uh, at the time of this recording, people don't know what it is, but the next video is just called The Card Back Conspiracy Debunked, or is it? Um, <laughs> and I talk about the, the card back conspiracy, which is the the theory that uh, the, the flesh and blood sets are foretold by the back of the card. And I talk about um, that and how it's debunked, uh, maybe not debunked, and how every good conspiracy theory uh, is able to flip the script on the... You know, on a whim, uh, if their theory is initially mm-hmm. wrong, which is possibly what happened here. Um, yeah, it's called, it's called moving the goalposts. It's called. Oh yes. It's called. Oh, oh we're wrong, but it was really the other way the whole time. It's, that that's how. <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, and then the other really big thing for me personally is it's been finally announced that uh, I will be doing casting and coverage for the U.S. Nationals for Flesh and Blood. Yes. Um, this is uh, my first time back in the official Flesh and Blood coverage booth since Pro Tour 1, and I'll be casting alongside the likes of good, our good friend Brian Gottlieb, uh, Flag, mm-hmm. uh, Sam from um, uh, from Three Floating, and then uh, Ethnic Smoke. So it's going to be yeah. sweet. Uh, I have never cast with two of these gentlemen before, and I'm really excited to, and then I've, I've obviously worked with uh, flake and brian before and they're both both great guys so um yeah so I, i'm going to be much more heavily diving into the competitive meta myself and learning all the ins and outs so i can provide good um commentary and coverage for the event and um yeah so yeah. My, my week has just been um doing a bunch of flesh and blood videos and then starting to prepare for nationals which is only in a few weeks actually um, I believe mm-hmm. it is in one, two, three, three weekends. It's I believe Friday the twenty fifth is when it kicks off. So Las Vegas as well, right? Las Vegas. Yep. Uh, it'll oh, be it'll be my first. Times. Personally speaking, it'll be my first time working with Star City Games. Um, I all the previous work was with uh, Channel Fireball and Channel Fireball. If you don't know all of the inside baseball, this is public knowledge. Um, if you go digging. Uh, Channel Fireball is no longer doing events, just kind of in general, um, not just flesh and blood events, just but just in general, they're not really doing events anymore. And so Star yeah. City, <clears throat> Star City Games is kind of like the premier event organizer for both flesh and blood, <clears throat> magic and, and other uh, card games like that. Um, so, yeah, awesome. it'll, be, it'll be my first time working with them. They seem pretty cool so far. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm so yeah. glad. That, that's my that's my awesome bit. Stuff. How about uh, how about you, Bill? Uh, nothing really for me, unfortunately. Nothing super exciting. Um, I am looking forward to uh, talking more about Bright Lights and seeing what we have uh, in store for us. Um, yeah. I think I had mentioned I, I picked up a 
a few extra pieces for my uh, collection for Dusk Till Dawn. Um, but really, that's that's about it. <laughs> hasn't hasn't been a super exciting week for for Flesh and Blood for me, unfortunately. I did find a video come out. You had a video come out, there, didn't you, on Spike Feeders Fab? The was it Ira versus Missouri? Is that right? Yes, I believe so. Uh, wasn't this past one? I think that was the one that I saw. I haven't watched it yet, but I think there was there was some up there. I did watch it. I will not. Was it Ira? Was it? I will not spoil yeah. what happened. Yes, Ira was. Well, I don't know if Ira was the last one, but Ira definitely was one of the more recent ones. Yeah. 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 yeah no. Yeah. Five days ago. Uh, the I, oh, I, I okay. love playing Ira. We were talking about Ira, and uh, yeah, Ira is one of my favorite Blitz decks. Um, it's it's kind of unfortunate that it just kind of works out this way. I like playing blitz not because i prefer the format but because the heroes that i like playing are legal in blitz and not in cc <laughs> true yeah that's right I yeah, like... it's one of those formats where a lot a lot less is banned i guess isn't it well yeah. the, the fan favorites are still around sort of i guess but <laughs> I, I like blitz because it doesn't take the length of an, a feature film to complete a game yeah <laughs> well, yeah especially um... with uh <laughs> with Oldham being so relevant, uh, especially back in the day. Yeah. yeah Unless yeah. you're playing Azalea versus Channel Mount Heroic Briar. <laughs> that one will five, will five minute games. Oh god. <laughs> that was a bad day for me. Um speaking of which, actually, um do you are you gonna be building some decks soon? Some CC decks, some new ones for that? Azalea Ringer? Yes. Um I don't know what to build uh, coming up for it because I I want to build like some of the new heroes, but I'm still missing some pretty key parts of those decks. Um, like I want to play Levia, but I don't have uh, the legendary Levia or more than oh, one yeah. Slithering Shadowpede. Um, and then for Prism, I'm missing a few of the like a few two and three copies of Her Majestics. Um, I don't have all of the figments yet. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's just weird. I don't know what to build. What what, what should I build? What should I play? <laughs> not prism. <laughs> I mean, not, not I prism. Don't, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, don't, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't are you sure? I'm, I'm going to play all of... I'm going to play like 10 copies of um, Arclight Sentinel. ALS. ALS, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Brilliant. Um, you just play... But... You play Arclight Sentinel on every card. I think there's one that lets you get Arclight Sentinel back. Just do that. It's all good. Oh, is there? Is there a recursion for that? You can get I, that back. I think there is one. Yeah, I think yes, the new um, uh, Herald of Rebirth, the yes. figment, flips into on the on the when it comes into play, you get to put. I think it's just a yellow action card on top of your deck. Um, but so. when it's flipped, when it attacks, you remove a card from your soul, and you get to put any yellow card on top of your deck. Oh uh, God! From, from yep. your graveyard. So that that is <laughs> accurate. So yeah, wow. That, that one lets you get any yellow card back, which is pretty sweet. Any yellow. You card are correct. Yellow action card from the figment. Any yellow card from the angel. Yeah. Which wow. is pretty gross. <laughs> it's on a, that's... on attack trigger, not on hit. So you just get it. And that's like the the first. Is that the first sort of like eternal witness effect we've had? Like just get a, any card. Well, it's not really. It's not any card. Mm -hmm. It's any yellow card. 
we, we've had obviously a... remem- remembrance and quiver of abyssal depths and stuff shovel uh, shovel shuffle certain cards back into your deck <laughs> they shovel yeah. them back in there the original one yeah, is uh yeah remembrance but there's also memorial ground as well yeah but uh, up up till now those have only done action cards um yeah. this is the first one that gets any type of card as long as yeah. it's as yellow long as, it's, as long as it's yellow yeah yeah mm. I wonder, I wonder when we'll. I wonder when we'll see that. Like you know, the first well, sort of eternal witness get target card back to your whatever to your hand or whatever. Yeah, they're, they're, they've yeah. been pretty uh, reserved with the recursion, um, for whatever reason. Maybe they're saving it for necromancer. Maybe it's just something that doesn't fit the design philosophy of flesh and blood. But there's not a ton of recursion. Um, yeah, it's one of the no. reasons why uh, Codex of Frailty was so good. Is because it's like mm-hmm. good targeted yeah. recursion. Yeah, that's what I've learned over time. Like with with Codex of Frailty, is that you know I can still block with key cards because I can fetch them back out again when I get the Codex round into my hand. Uh, and sometimes you want sometimes you want to chuck something in the in the graveyard to be able to get it back later on, um, which is nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, a couple of couple of things that I've I've made a note of with regards to uh, my week specifically is quite a lot going on. So first of all, um, I've built an azalea shrine. Uh, so as you can see behind me, there is a large banner. Uh, you can't see her face, unfortunately, because it's not the uh, the right angle. But you can see other things, which is good. Um, but um, but yeah, so I got the <laughs> so I got the uh, that 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 up there now, and obviously some some other azalea posts in the background, and I've also uh bought a premeditate poster from Izuardi Therianto. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm gonna be expanding that a little bit further. Um I might frame the posters eventually, but at the moment they're just blue tacked onto the wall because I'm an absolute heathen. Um but uh but yeah that's that, that's quite nice. So I've got that got that sorted out. I've I think it was Anorax Gizmos uh reached out to me and said do you want a Azalea banner? store banner and do you want the um do you want the uh the arcane rising potion i was like absolutely yes please um so thanks shout out to anorax gizmos is the person who who's, does the little dice stuff i believe you have some dice don't you from anorax Kel? yeah and also at this moment all of the listeners and viewers are surprised that as didn't already have a shrine to azalea <laughs> yeah what's going on there um is i do have a shrine but it's, it's on my phone various images um right so the next topic <laughs> shrine. the next topic is um yeah i'm just uh just looking at my notes here because we've got loads of different things on here so uh there is going to be a new lgs in my area and i i actually reached out to the op email address fab op um and said there's a lo- there's a new local game store in my area what do they need to do to to stock fab and stuff and they actually responded fairly quickly which is nice um so you have to just fill out the gem like get organized on gem and then like there's a couple of other store things that they need to fill out or something like that so that's good so there's new lgs in uh, in the area which is i spoke to them and they're interested in stocking fab um so i'm starting to build all of the lss pre-con deck lists from my own bulk um so all yeah, so all the history, all the history pack stuff, all the new LSS outsiders decks. I've got the bulk to do it, um, and there may be some other ones as well. I don't know where to find lists for the other ones, like maybe like a Kasai one or other budget-ish decks that I can just bring to the shop. 
Um, so, uh, so yeah, that should be that should be good. Um, just taking a load of decks to the shop and allowing people to play, and maybe doing like a welcome event and stuff. Um, any any suggestions as to what could be a good good one, a good thing to do for? Because I know you started up stuff, Bill, in your area, didn't you? Mm. What did you What did you start doing to begin with to build up a scene as such? I. It sounds like basically what you are currently doing. Um, did basically yeah. a lot of that. Like created just you know five ten dollar decks out of like commons and rares that were like pretty straightforward. Didn't have things that were too complicated, and uh, just like kind of kept them with me and would you know use them to demonstrate the game and to teach them to people. And then if they like were really resonating with a deck then it's kind of nice with something like that you can just kind of give it away to somebody that wants it yeah uh, then you know they're they're getting into the game with something that they've already tried and they know that they like um so that they can you know continue to sort of build up that familiarity um just by playing sort of the same thing over and over again mm. um yeah, so I, I I did that. the The decks that I found I think the most success with were, again, like the really simple ones. Like Dash is like super straightforward, obviously. Um, yeah. I also liked uh, something like Bravo. Um, just again, like it's you, you only have to really worry about one thing. Um, and uh, obviously, uh, Kano was another good one. I'm joking. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what? <laughs> Is it worth putting the Kano deck together? Probably not to begin with. I, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say so. Uh, there's only one person that I know of that started with Kano as their first ever deck, uh, and that's Kaylee. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Kaylee is also a huge math nerd, so um, that, that helps quite a bit. I think, that makes that sense. But yeah, I'd basically just go through and maybe pick like one of each type of playstyle as long as you have the bulk to to sort of support that. Um, and yeah. uh, just put together cheap decks out of commons and rares. You can make them basically as janky as you want because uh, a lot of the, especially the early commons are, and I think even commons today, are still like really sort of low complexity. You just have regular stuff. Like you can put together an Ira deck um, that still functions and most of the cards don't even have to say anything on it like it can just be like wounding blow or whatever it's called it's like a zero for four with no other text um blocks for three as well that one doesn't it yeah i think yeah i yeah. thought that card was cool until i realized how flesh and blood works <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah like that's that's basically my suggestion also maybe like put together a cheap battle box that you could just like leave at the lgs um, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll just be leaving all the decks there, essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's cool because a lot of people have expressed interest. There's no fab being played there at the moment. They don't stock anything, but they've got Pokemon players. They've got Magic players there. They've got loads of different things. And I obviously pitched to him that obviously it's a game that cares about organized play. And that's one of the things that's you know centered around the game store and all this. And they, and they yeah, I basically sold it to them. They're interested. So um yeah, this looking good. I just need to build these decks, but just wanted to get an idea of what decks to build first, because obviously you need you need your aggro deck, you need your you know your big tanky deck or whatever. Uh, but so it's just deciding what which ones to build. But I could just build all of them to be fair. But I just don't want to confuse anyone. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, no, and that's a really important thing too. Like it, there are decks that seem like they wouldn't be super complicated, but end up being a lot more complicated <laughs> once you actually put them together and sort of see how they're supposed to work. Like my example for that personally is Chain. Um, Chain yeah. seems like it would be a really straightforward deck, but it's like, oh, you have to worry about banishing cards from your deck and also you create these things called shackles that you have to worry about and you can play things from your banished zone and it's like it's so outside of how normal flesh and blood works that yeah. it's like honestly not putting together not worth putting together unless somebody already knows the foundations of the game mm. um so yeah i don't yeah. know um Dorinthia is a good uh starting deck as well um, because it demonstrates sort of the non-attack action reactions. side and yeah. reactions. Like it, it really puts a huge focus onto what what reactions are, um, which is something that even the Ira Blitz decks, I think it has one, I think it's like Lunging Press or something is the only reaction. Oh, no, no, there's also um, Springboard Somersault. Those are the two reactions yeah. in the Ira Blitz deck. Um, but yeah, like... Dorinthia makes people learn what reactions are like on the fly right away. <laughs> so I think that one's a good one as well. Um, yeah, like Dorinthia, Bravo. Um, all the old ones, right? Really. Reinar. Reinar's uh, yeah, a fun honestly, one, I guess. All the old ones, they, they started off with some bangers, honestly. Like they are they are good heroes. Uh, they're pretty easy to, to understand. Um, even something like Katsu. Katsu's fine. Um, He's a little bit more complicated because you have to know what the deck does and what the combo lines are. Um, so if you're looking for a ninja, I'd probably go with the Ira, which is uh, which kind of makes a little sense. But um, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. think so. So my suggestion would be to mm-hmm. tell the store to run a starter deck event with official OP support from Legend Story Studios, because you can do that now. Um, Precon decks, yeah. So yeah, that's it, something that they can do after they get official uh, after they get official support from uh, LSS. You can run starter deck events with uh, with the official pricing. So yeah, that, that would be my suggestion. Um, and, after uh, the after the sort of beginner stuff that that I do essentially yeah that's the first event like the first sanctioned event would be the pre-con buy a deck and then go in with it sort of thing yeah I mean like for me personally um that's what I would be into if I was looking if I was like frequenting an LGS and I was looking to get in the game if I saw something like that that popped up and it's just like Mm. you know starter deck event 10 bucks right it has this this surprising yeah I'd be like sweet I'd be more inclined to do that than just kind of like you know, pick up whatever else. So, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, it, I think so as well. I think it's a great thing that LSS is doing, and it's like the great equalizer, especially if not a lot of people play uh, in the area. So, yeah, well, similar to what you were saying, I think at the start of this podcast with the with the uh, crack shuffle and play sort of situation, yeah. everyone, everyone, everyone's on that same level, aren't they? Because they're cracking a product to then play with it, um, oh. and the fact that that is now supported by LSS in an armory, casual armory form is is great. So yeah, that's that's another another thing that we'll probably do when we start off after the after we've established people that could be interested in it with like the beginner tutorial how to play situation. And then we can maybe start off with that. That's a good idea actually as well. 
Yeah, no, the, the crack, crack Shuffle Play thing is, like, really good. And I, I, I say that because, like, the Flesh and Blood starter decks currently for Outsiders and for History Pack, I think, are really well-crafted. I think they're just really good decks to learn how to play. But they're not really exciting, especially if you are a, you know, TCG player. If you've been playing card games for any you know amount of time, you... The, the cards inside are all, like, very basic cards. They're basically bulk, you know? It's just commons and rares. As is basically making these decks out of his bulk, right? Um, yeah. And so, like, for me, if, if I was, like, a longtime Magic player, which I technically am, uh, even though I don't play any much anymore, um, the starter deck experience is always kind of, like, a little, like, bland, and a lot of card games do this. But I think the Crack Shuffle play thing is, is much more exciting because it should be a nice way to introduce people into the game, but also have this kind of like almost like a roguelike element because you have randomly assorted cards and packs, but you also have the chance to get Majestics. Yeah. You have a chance to get Legendaries. Um, and it's much more exciting. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's brilliant. And I think uh, um, that for you right now isn't a great option because the, that set doesn't come out for another like two months. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, I, when yeah. I was, when I was speaking to the game, when I was, when I was speaking to the game store, they said, oh, what's, what's the latest release or whatever. And I was just like, it's dust till dawn, but let's just not, let's just not care about that because you can't play with that. But this is perfect, yep. right? For a new store that's opening a product that you can crack open and play with, you know, straight out of the, straight out of the set, essentially it's all the same class. As we mentioned before, we did mention this on the last podcast, but um, the fact that anyone can just pick up the cards and play with it, even if you just play with a pile with the cards that you've got, you don't have to really worry about deck construction because everything fits together already. Really? Yeah. Like supplementals. That's that's like one of the biggest weaknesses of supplemental sets and I see this in multiple games, not just Flesh and Blood. So one of the other big games that I cover and that I personally play is Grand Archive. And Grand Archive is releasing their supplement, their first supplemental set this this uh, month. Um, yeah. But what they're doing is is absolutely brilliant. Something that Flesh and Blood has never done um, is that they're releasing, even though it's a supplemental set, they're releasing. Um, I can't remember what they're called, but they're like sealed kits. Uh, so you can still play with the supplemental set as a limited yeah. environment with these little sealed kits because they have like a preceded thing um kind of like a magic uh pre-release packs if you if you know what that is um it's like a a, a set of generic cards that'll be good anything and then it has uh several mm. packs from the supplemental set in it and then several packs from the set that it is supplementing and so like if you're a right. new player coming in right now the advice isn't just oh go buy the previous set ignore the current one the vice is like, hey, you can still play with the current supplemental set by buying this sealed thing, uh, this like sealed kit thing. And then it's just a great way to just start to play the game with like other folks. Mm. And Flesh and Blood up to this point hasn't really done that with their with their um, supplemental no. sets. So, um, yeah, it's, it's always an awkward time when people are getting into the game during the supplemental set. And you're like, oh, yeah, uh, ignore the new set. Go Go get the old one. Which is yeah. always, a, always a weird, <laughs> weird recommendation for a lot of folks. They're like, "Oh, why, why, why is why it is bad? Yeah. Is it is it bad?" And it's like, "Well, no, it's just not meant to be played um, without, you know." Think of it. I, I, I tell them, think of it like a DLC, right? This is like DLC. You don't just buy the DLC. You need the base game. And so, go back to the previous set. That's going to be like the base game. Supplemental sets more like DLC. 
Yeah, it's just like I'm. I I wonder if that is their strategy going forward now. Is just to sort of like ease off, you know, the supplementary stuff because the, the whole expansion slot as well. And I know we spoke about this already, but it's just yeah. interesting that it's coming up. Um, they can sort of add cards that might be needed as and when they want instead of doing yeah. a whole set. Of, you know, instead of doing a whole set based around bolstering things that might need bolstering. Um. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. That, that feels like uh, what they're doing. And we already know yeah. for sure that uh, both James and uh, even Brian here on the podcast uh, basically said that they are going to be making a lot more draft sets, or limited sets, I should say, um, yeah. going forward. We don't know how many, but, I wonder, but that they want to do more. But I wonder if all of those uh limited sets can do the same thing with a shuffle crack and play because if 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 they're not yeah that's what i mean if they're not all one class how are you going to be able to do that yeah so um, that's something i did mention in uh the video that i put out today talking about that um yeah there are ways you can do it uh, i mean chaff goblin exists and you can do it in chaff goblin but to oh, make yeah. it to make it into a good experience for anyone both beginner and uh you know established player that's not just kind of like a weird jank chaos thing uh you'd have to do some sort of thing to make it all work right like i i I can see some ways that they could do it right it's like hmm, what are what other ways they could do it they could do split classes like they did in in outsiders right where you have like double, double class cards um yeah you do you do double class cards and a lot of generics, but yeah, I don't think it's something they're going to do very often. A really interesting thing someone brought up in my comment section is they were like, "Oh, it'd be cool if they did this once per year." So like, it'd be you'd have a couple sets, and then one one set will just be all one class per year. That would allow for this. I don't know if I like that in terms of like <laughs> uh, constructed balancing because that means one class would just have an absolutely like they'd be inundated with cards, right? Just all at once. So, so whatever class got the class set, it would just be like super, supercharged. The reason why it's like cool now for Mech is because Mech really hasn't had main set support since Arcane Rising. Mech is literally yeah, exactly. the only only class with one hero that's an adult. So, like this is kind of like a long overdue thing. It's not something they can just be like, here's the all warrior set, and then. God, like Dorinthia Kasai would be. Oh, here we disgust- go. Yeah, disgusting. Here's the here's the all Rune Blade set that people were asking for. Oh wait, oh wait, <laughs> what are we talking about? We've already had uh, the all Rune Blade set. Didn't you play Monarch or Arcane Rising <laughs> or Tales of Aria? Um, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That we we haven't gotten one in like a month, so we're we're really due. Do one, yeah, that's right. We need, we need more. Yeah, we also need more guardians. Let's get, let's get more Runeblade stuff, more guardian stuff, and while we're at it, we'll toss in more illusionist stuff too. Everyone loves illusionist stuff. Mm-hmm. Throw, throw back in more, uh, yeah. more Spectra. Oh no, people were complaining about Ninja for a while. Ninja had a couple of sets in a row. Oh, because uh, of well, yeah, yeah, sort of yeah, because it had Uprising. Then we had a supplemental set, and then we had uh, Outsiders. I guess that's true. Yeah. Though to be fair, okay. Let's be fair with that. There actually wasn't very many like generic ninja stuff in Uprising. It was just all like Fi stuff. Iconic. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's yeah. just it's no, like it's true. It's like it's not ninja. It's like Fi. Like this is the Fi set. And just just how like <laughs> how like uh, for illusionist, there wasn't really that many like 
generic illusionist cards. It was just Dromai. Like, this is dragons, this is Dromai stuff. Um, Uprising as a set was very, like, what's the right word for it? Not parasitic, but it was a very, it was a set that just really didn't have a lot in it, except for the stuff for those specific characters, right? Because we also that's have, another thing they can do, right? That's another thing. That's another thing they can do as well. They can they can add the talents back in again when they want to. Maybe they they could they could do something like a like like a another set like bright lights, but then just introduce heroes that don't care about what's come before. Essentially, so um, I mean I mean that's a good idea too. Like it could be like an all generic set, but not but not hear me out. Not all actually generics, but like yeah. ge- generically applicable cards like talents. So it could be like. You know, yeah. the return to Volcor, it's just all generic cards and draconic cards, right? Um, yeah, exactly. And yeah. so the heroes could all just use the use that stuff. I don't know. Maybe that's a little too bold. Like th- this, this all mech set is is pretty bold by itself. Um, so I don't know. Goes hand goes hand in hand with what Brian was saying when he came on the cast. Like you know, expect anything to happen, and you know this is exactly what's what's happened now. We got an all one class set, which is which is crazy, um, and that obviously this this little thread that we're on at the moment actually ties into the mailbox for this week, which is the Living Legends Podcast at Gmail dot com. So send in your thoughts, comments, and questions. Uh, just while we're on this thread of uh, of one hero and one hero only, and one class, one class only. So the subject of this email was just called Genus What You Need. <laughs> so that was, that was the subject. Um, so, uh, yeah, so this is from uh, Brendan Short. Uh, so uh, he uh, has referred to his name on here, so it's not it's not completely doxing. Uh, hey guys, my name is Shorty, and I've started an Instagram page where I post pictures of genus I every this. day. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. This person recently commented on my Instagram, even though I don't use it all that much. And the account is yeah. something like Daily Genus, isn't it? It's like Daily Genus. What that is need. it. Yeah, that is the one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Daily. Yeah, so he's just posting pictures daily until they get merchant support or until we get, as a whole, merchant support. If you guys or anyone else want to support the cause, give me a follow on at Daily Genius What You yeah. Need. Keep up the great work. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I, that is brilliant. I would love merchant support, and I don't want to be the wet blanket, but I I, I don't know where they're going to put it. There's there's no, some good it. There's some good places to put it, but I don't think they're going to do that. So like, I think what they're gonna do with yeah. it personally is that they're going to do it in um, like the PVE set. I think that they're just gonna yeah, release maybe. like one of the one of the heroes that you can like play with out of the box is uh, just the merchant. So um, or like a support class or something. Mm. Yeah, I actually commented on someone someone's post about the PVE set today, and I was just like. I think everyone just needs to <clears throat> take a step back and like <laughs> temper their expectations on the PVE thing because I think it's getting to the point where it is so hyped that it might be un it might be impossible to to actually deliver on the levels of hype that people have for it. It's it's Cyberpunk 2077, right? It's like so hyped mm-hmm. that it's like so it's going to be impossible to like actually meet everyone's needs because everyone wants something else and they want it so passionately i've had people like oh it needs to be like uh in-store organized play support where people come in and have like this (laughs) league and i've had people be like oh it needs to be like this rpg i've had people be like oh it needs to be a dungeon crawler someone today was like 
oh, it needs to be story driven like Arkham Horror. And I'm like, bro, like it, it can't be all of these things. Like people need to just hold, take a little step back and be like, we don't even know what we don't even know if it comes with decks or if it's just going to be like a thing that's just like, here's some cards that you can do your own thing. Or if it's a board mm. game box set that actually has like a board, like we have no idea. Um and so. then another another thing as well, we can allude to this in another episode because we are getting sponsored by Teclo Crow, who I believe you've actually done a video for in the past. Yeah, yeah they did a cool because they, uh, PVE thing. Yeah, so they, so they make PVE things. So obviously we can we can shout this out properly on one of the next episodes because they sponsored us to, to to shout out their product essentially. But there is something that does exist, and this person has put it together. So if you do want to get involved with that, there is going to be a print and play available on the august uh august 18th um which will which will go into further on a net on uh i think it's a few weeks time the the episode that's scheduled for that um but there is there is cool pve stuff that you can experience uh, and uh, this is the one of the individuals that does it so and so that flavor of pv pve by the way is more of a dungeon crawler where yeah. you have like a little map i don't remember if it's procedurally generated map but you have you do have a little map and you have encounters that you that you fight along the way. Um, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. actually um, I've actually tested it or played it or read the rules through as of yet. But I'm looking forward to doing so because that that sounds like something I would play, just like in a board game style. You take it out and every you as you explore the dungeon, the tiles and the encounters are different, and you know you can bring all your mates and just have a whale of a time. Um, but yeah, obviously we can read the full thing out uh, on the on the one that's. Uh, that's scheduled to do so but yeah that's cool just for while we're on the pve train just thought we'd, we'd mention that yeah. because that's going to be stuff something that we talk about in a bit but um i did want to say that i don't think we'll see merchant in the round the table product we don't know what the fourth class is i actually don't know what it is there's no insider information here but i just don't think it's going to be merchant um it could be merchant yeah but i don't think it is i think they they want since it's going to be a premier product for them I think it's going to be one of their premier classes that they want to get people excited mm. for to play like one v one flesh and blood. That would be my guess. Yeah. Right? Like, hey, if you're making a premier product, you want it to make it to get people into your game, and so you want to present them with like what they should expect in the actual game. Uh, yeah. As actual game, I mean, like you know, you know, if you're going to go to an armory or a skirmish or something like that, right? You're not going to see merchant. So if if, if there's a merchant. No. Like if they're like, oh, I like this game. It's fun playing multiplayer. I'm gonna go in with my, you know, my 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 merchant deck that I got in this round the table product, and everyone's like, what the hell? Dane, yeah. Like what the hell are you doing? Like you're gonna get absolutely, you know, dunked. Um. So anyway, yeah. That's my guess. Who knows? There could be merchant in there. Maybe there's a banger merchant who like who's two pedals gold and he's just gonna dunk everyone. I don't know. But yeah. It just, we know, just comes out of a money gun, you know, we, it shoots the coppers out on people. We know <laughs> that there's Mech, Guardian, what was the other one? They, they said there were three. It was a Bard, wasn't it? Melody, Bard, wasn't it? was Bard, yeah. yeah. Mech, Guardian, and Bard. Oh, maybe there's Bard. Maybe there's a Merchant. I don't know. Maybe there is, yeah. But but, but I think Bard fills, that, just... Bard fills that role, though, of kind of like the supporty, group huggy kind of, kind of class, right? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We will see soon enough. And obviously, know. we've 
we've we've penciled in Brian Gottlieb to return because he designed designed that product, right? He said he'd come back on to speak yeah. by it with us. Yeah, he helped design um, that product. Yeah, I think we have him just like a standing under like a standing agreement. <laughs> I don't want to make yeah. too many assumptions, but <laughs> it specifically say like whenever something comes out, I'm I'm glad to talk about it with you, and we're glad to talk about it with him. So yeah, exactly. Um, right up our alley is right up our alley as well, really, isn't it? You know, and then, round the table having a laugh situation. And on, on top of that, I, I will be conducting an interview with um, uh, the professor of, in regards to that product, too, either yeah. the day after it lo- like the, the, the product is revealed, something like that. We're, we're, we got something cooking, and uh, it's going to be really, really close to, to reveal day for that. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm... So, you'll see, so you'll see that on obviously well you'll see both of these things on your channel but you see the living legends podcast with uh brian and obviously the design and all the card yes. talk and that and then you'll see the face of the product on one of your videos as well so that's cool yeah i imagine the interviews will be fairly different right because uh oh, yeah. the professor didn't you know exactly design the cards but what he did do as i know is that he gave a lot of valuable input on the direction of oh, the yeah. product the vision of it what they have in mind yeah. So that's that's what we're going to talk about, um, and then when we talk to Brian Definitely. Gottlieb, we can talk a lot more about like specific cards and designing around their intent for the product, which I believe it yeah. is currently like a casual multiplayer thing, but we don't really have a ton of ton of information about it um, quite yet. Well, so. soon enough, soon enough. So uh, thank you very much for your for your question, uh, Shorty, as you're known on your email, uh, and if you want to. Get involved with the Living Legends podcast. You know, email, comment, questions, and all that sort of thing. It's the Living Legends podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, so make sure you uh, you forward us uh, forward us your uh, your stories, comments, and questions, and we can read them out um, as we go. Uh, and there's a few other, there's a few other things as well that I've made notes on, which is just basically more stuff that I've had going on. If that's okay to share that as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, you can't. Um, you can't talk about <laughs> things. No. Oh right, yeah. No, no sorry, I forgot that. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So there's a few videos that have been released on Go Again Gaming. So you have got the vlog, which is the Birmingham vlog, uh, which was which was pretty funny. Um, so that's out now. Uh, the Azalea Cult is also out now. The next episode of that, where me and Jim talk about the Azalea stuff that we've been doing over the weekend. So that was another video which is new for potential listeners of this podcast. Might not have seen um, last time we recorded. Uh, and then there's another video coming out as well, uh, maybe on Wednesday when this comes out. So after you've you know listened and viewed to viewed this, go and check this out. But it's just me and Jim. Now this is this is a great thing about being a shit content creator, right? You can just put out whatever you want to put out. <laughs> so <laughs> this video is just me and Jim sat in Weatherspoons drinking and talking about about whatever essentially. So it's it's really bad audio because it was filmed on a GoPro. But it's coming out nonetheless um, because I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, am I a really shit content creator? Because that's what I do. I just put out whatever I feel like. No, no, no. I think I think I think that's the endearing part of it, right? You know, you get you get to that you get to that stage where you can just do whatever you, whatever you want to do, and I think that's the the, mm-hmm. you, the the great the great thing about a lot of people is that you know we just want to do what we enjoy and what we're passionate about and luckily with with the way my channel's set up i can just do that essentially i can just yeah. swear as much swear as much as i want do whatever i want you know loving life nonetheless drinking drinks sat in a pub it's a video here we go as a thumbnail for it 
uh, and, and, and that's just a great time. But yeah, it's just me and Jim sat in the pub, uh, drinking and talking about flesh and blood in general, uh, and maybe some like some meta stuff as well. Um, yeah, that's coming out tomorrow. That's 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 quite cool. Um, so that's that. And shouted out the email address. I think that's pretty much it for what I've been doing. Uh, also, we did the we did the Dungeons and Dragons episode two yesterday. Was it yesterday mm, or day before? Yes. Day uh, before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it, it was really fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, it was yeah, really cool. I think it's it's very funny because at this point, um, I think Kale had sort of anticipated that it was only going to take two. That it was only going to take two episodes. Um, yeah. But we, as the boys, have just decided <laughs> to uh, just take our time and yeah. and really enjoy the the world that Kale put together. And uh, it's it's really worth it. It's actually so great. Uh, really, Told really you. enjoying just the interactions that we're having. Um, it's it's yeah. really well done. So again, shout out to Kale, Dead Summer Art. Uh, big, big, huge friend of the channel. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's going very well. <laughs> um, also, episode one for that should be ready soon-ish, hopefully. Sometime, I think so, yeah. Sometime soon. Um, but uh, look forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um. We are taking our time a little bit, but not in the way that some D&D parties do. We, we, we don't kind of like wander off and do stuff that doesn't no. have to do with anything. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just like we, we kind of go deep into the stuff, basically, is, is what, what, what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it's, you know, it was obviously it was planned as a one shot based in the pits, because obviously that, that's how old this is now, right? We, 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 were, we were doing it in the pits because Outsiders was the hotness, and now we're in bloody metrics in bright lights. But... There is there there is there is a there is potential to expand it into metrics after this. Um, so uh, so yeah, look out I... for that. But yeah, oh go ahead go ahead. No, I was gonna, no, that's fine. Yeah, I was just going to say um, it's going to be it's going to be a great time. Look out for the first episode. But if you've got something else as well to add, then by all means add. Oh, I was going to say that uh, we're probably going to do another one regardless of how how, how this one does. I think um, so. Yeah, it's great. Have... So we, had a, we had a good time, and uh, I have uh, we we have some um, guests in mind for another one, possibly Absolutely. set in metrics. And I uh, kind of just occurred to me that I, I want to talk to Kale about like, hey, you know what? Maybe instead of like planning around a one shot, maybe let's let's plan around like a like a four shot and uh, continuous yeah. and just aim and just aim <laughs> yeah. to make it as concise as possible because we were like, well, we'll do it in one, and it's like two, and then now we're like. Well, I don't want to spoil too much, but Agreed. we're we're gonna do it in more than yeah. two. Let's put it that way. Um, That's right. So, um, so yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be fun. I don't know if I'm gonna play the same character. I don't know if I'm gonna make a new character, but either way, I think it's gonna be for the for the next one. For the next one. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, so I, I think there's well, yeah. But at this point, people aren't gonna know, you know, what how many episodes there is. But I think there's gonna be one more one more session left of what we've recorded but hasn't been released yet i think um but we'll see yeah for that for that one shot at least but yeah, i definitely want to do more of it it was, it was great fun um mm-hmm. can't wait to just that's the thing i think in that last episode this is about insider baseball now because obviously it goes into what we, what we were doing uh, recently but in that last in, in that last episode obviously kale was like you know have you got have you got another hour to wrap this up and i didn't have the hour at that point because it was like 2 a.m in the morning and i'd work the next day um so i had to sort of 
do real life things. But the good thing about that is, is that the the last episode of the series is going to be is we're going to have more time rather than rushing it, so we can explore it. And my character, if you've if people have watched the uh, Azra character profile video that I did a while ago, he's looking for his two brothers. The only place he has not explored fully is the asylum. So he wants to explore every aspect of it, which is why he let Bill go through that bloody door. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he wanted to know what was on the other side, so he let him do it. Um, so uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun to really sort of ex- explore oh. the Southmore Asylum. In the last I'll, one, I'll yeah. give a, a little bit of a teaser to to get people anticipated. It was a situation yeah. where my character was very much willing to close the door behind them and <laughs> and block it shut. Um, so look forward to that. Um, that was funny. Yep. But, um... <laughs> yeah. With that, with that being, I'm having that... a great time. Like I said. <laughs> oh god, yeah, yeah. Bill, Bill's character just done, done an absolute 180 in regards to his demeanor. Um... <laughs> Always a little sus. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Well, with all that being said, that's pretty much the end of the notes that I've made. It has been sort of here, there, and everywhere, but it's just one of those episodes where you know it's just going to be loose because there's not too much going on outside of skirmish season. Um, so I did make a note of um, of also competitive, competitive, competitive side of things. The return of Icelander because Icelander's been rinsing things left, right, left, right, and centre. Um, so I don't know how that's going to evolve, but. I think it's... one of the main things is that nobody has Arcane Barrier again. And we saw this with Kano in the first Pro Tour, right? Nobody has yeah. Arcane Barrier, it's... so they just rinse it. I know why. It's because with Oldham uh, Living Legend, everyone assumed that aggro was going to be the new meta. And yeah. what counters aggro? Ice. And so, yeah. and so you can tech against the aggro meta with Icelander. And if you're a good pilot... Uh, you can just get there, and a lot of these aggro decks are greedy as hell, and they're not running a lot of uh, AB, and so I can just, definitely vouch for that. I can just, definitely vouch just for that. Rinse them, yeah. Like it's just a playground for for good Icelander players right now. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. Uh, definitely, um, didn't think about it that way. But um, as a caster of the uh, of the US Nats, you're uh, you're right on the money there, mate. So carry on, seasoned. <laughs> Seasoned flesh and blood caster. This is my second time doing a US US Nats coverage. I don't know if I'm going to be doing yeah. any more flesh and blood coverage this year. I haven't heard any word. It'd be lovely if they. Well, would it be? It'd be it'd be cool if they asked me to do worlds. <laughs> I was I was like, hmm, would I would I want to do worlds? It means it means work instead of like fun. But instead of play, at, yeah. But at, the, but at the same time, doing doing casting at worlds is kind of cool. You know, like yeah. Being able to cast like yeah. a world championship match is like pretty cool. Um, that's pretty hot. That's pretty top tier, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I imagine they'll get a lot of similar folks. I imagine you'll see like um, big, big ticket caster names like uh, Eric, like Doa, and um, you know, yeah, you got your Tannins and your your Flakes and your your Brian Gottlieb's and stuff. I'm sure mm-hmm. they'll they'll all kind of get get in there. Um, yeah. So. Going to be going to be sick nonetheless, um, but um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it um, for uh, for today. Um, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna. Were you gonna say something something else? I do want to mention one yeah. thing. I don't know how much of a topic this is, but um, yeah, go for it. It, it has to do with uh, 
having a time like now for Flesh and Blood. And what I mean by that is we don't really have a ton to talk about um, in terms of like new news or anything like that, even though we just had uh, Bright Lights announced. But I think it is, and we're going to see this much more going forward as we approach Bright Lights. But I think it's like the something that just happens because Flesh and Blood currently only has like three sets a year. And three sets a year is only like, what, four months? It's like four months between set releases. And so like yeah. as a content creator, this is something I've thought about a lot. And like, you know, if you're a full time, which doesn't really exist, I think I'm probably one of the only ones, if not the only one uh, mm. full time content creator that focuses on flesh and blood. I think it would be very, very, very hard to do only flesh and blood currently in that ecosystem. Even other folks out there who do or who are like around my sphere um, also do occasionally other stuff. And so, for example, it'd be like DM Armada, right? DM Armada does mostly flesh and blood, but he still occasionally covers other things. Like he, he put out a video about Grand Archive. He put out a video about Alpha Clash. I don't think there's yeah. any flesh and blood creator at 10K or above that only does flesh and blood. And I think it's because there's just not enough to talk about to sustain like daily uploads or like I, I, I upload mm. like three to five videos a week, I don't know, maybe three to seven, depending on if uh, if I'm crazy. But I think they want to shift to four sets ne uh, next year, which I think will help quite a bit for that kind of stuff. Um and still not really delve into that wallet to fatigue area that a game like Magic has. Um, one of the, I, I wouldn't call it an envy, but one of the things that I noticed that like Magic content creators have that Flesh and Blood content creators don't is they always have news to talk about. Like you have something like new to talk about like every other day for Magic because they're pumping out crap like left and right. Um, Very true. Yeah. There's yeah. just just always something going on. Um, which is both good and bad, right? As a, if you're a casual fan of Magic, I can't imagine keeping up with that. Like I know the professor yeah. barely keeps up with it, and it's it, literally it's his job. Um, that's yeah. Well, that's that's the reason I stopped playing because I, I was I was I was only casual as well. I was only playing Commander, but you know when you're in that when you got your play group and you're constantly in the arms race for that new card, it's just like I just can't keep up with this anymore um, because there's you know all my old decks are now. They're still up there. I still, still, still like them and stuff. But you, you can just add all these other cards to it now. It's just, it's just too much. Uh, it's too much stuff going on. Yeah. Um, the key is to stop caring. If you, the key is to stop caring. Right. Like I, I actually still have all my <laughs> my my decks too. I have like uh, ungodly amount of commander decks. I have seven that I think are like really good. Like seven that are like very nice. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm at the point now where I, I don't really... I, I pay attention, but I don't really keep up with Magic all that much. Um, no. I do want to buy... I do want to buy some new stuff, but it's just me just being, like, ooh, shiny. Because, for example, there's the new Commander Master set. I'm not going to be buying any sealed product. But there's a new alternate art version of Demonic Tutor, and it looks so good. It is probably the best-looking, in my opinion, for me personally, the best-looking Magic card that they've printed in... A long time um and i don't see that actually no I, I i already own like five copies of demonic tutor but i'm like i want another one give me i want this one like <laughs> yeah. give, me, give me give me i was really close to buying it a foil one for like uh, 70 bucks i think it was um do you have a spare demonic demonic tutor because i i i still haven't i still haven't got one to be honest and it's well, i i've wanted it for so long at one point they were only 20 bucks and now they are more than 20 bucks i'll tell you that much yeah that's, that's uh, it yeah 
So I, I for demonic yeah. tutors, I own an original copy. I have, I have a revised. I know Bill's got the swag. So I, I own a revised demonic tutor. Uh, then I have two or three copies of the Eternal Masters one that uh, one of them oh, is yeah. in one of them is in Japanese. And then I own two copies of the the one with Liliana on it, the divine and demonic one uh, that has a picture oh, of Liliana yeah. and then Kulthafed from the background. One of them I got from the actual divine versus demonic set, and the other one was from a mystery booster. Um, so I think I have like, yeah, I have like a, I have a lot of demonic tutors because at one point, like I said, they're only twenty bucks, and so I just snatched up a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. Literally every black deck that I have uh, has a, a tutor in it. Yeah. I was very intrigued. We got to, I think I mentioned this. I don't remember if I mentioned this, um, but now that it's like a real actual thing, I can for sure talk about it. Um, Wizards actually sent us um, like Commander Legends early. Um, so we were able to do a draft of it and we were able to like play with no. the cards before uh, they had even like really started revealing them at all. Yeah. Um, you didn't so get I've the had this too. pile of cards. I've I've had this pile of cards on my desk for like a month now. Um and like just recently now I can talk about them. Uh I was able to steal like a foil jet medallion because I didn't want to spend fifty dollars on a stupid <laughs> jet medallion. Um I, I, have I got an immortal sun. Um there's like a bunch of stuff. They reprinted a bunch of cool things. There's, there was a toxic deluge that I just like basically stole from Elliot. Oh, Immortal Sun was in the reprint as a reprint as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Um, I and, yeah, I basically I was able to just like take all of these <laughs> because wow. nobody cared. <laughs> oh, um, I, I was waiting for you to be so like, and here and here's my alternate art demonic tutor, and I was just about I was prepping myself to be really jealous. <laughs> the art, the art was know. so good. I, I, actually... I didn't get one of those. Uh, I did get to see the um, the new version of uh, all of the. I forget. I forget what year they are. They're like the 2019 Commander oh, the, Precon. Oh, the free uh, ones. The cast... the free yeah, ones? the free spells. Mm -hmm. We got one Some of cool the ones. like alternate art, extended art foil ones. It was uh, the black one, Deadly Rollick. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, they, before we yeah. knew that they were being reprinted at all, we pulled like the nicest version of the black one, which was really cool. Oh, <laughs> that, wow! I really like the red one. It's got the dragon who's just like, eh. he's just like yeah. blocking the thing, deflecting swap. Yeah, yeah. The, the dragon in particular just looks cool. It looks, it looks like an old school like uh, Jeff Easley D and D dragon. Um. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was a cool set. So yeah. What? Yeah, Long story short, well, talking about yeah. magic, about about also about how we don't play magic. <laughs> no, that's right. Well and truly, well and truly in the Arsenal step already talking about magic cards. Um, but it's all it's all the ebb and flow of card games and our enjoyment of it, 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 it you know, and all that sort of good stuff. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for that's pretty much it for today, I reckon. I mean, like, mm -hmm. yeah, ma ma magic. Yeah, I won't, I won't get to. It. I was just gonna say, magic for me. <laughs> It's it's a huge part of my life, and it's been a huge part of my life since 1995, and I don't play it currently for many reasons, actually. Um, but I did actually watch their product announcement thing for, like, the next three years that they put out at Gen Con, and I couldn't help but feel, like, a little bit nostalgic for it to yeah, some degree. Yeah, like, they, they still do cool stuff. Like, um, there's going to be Fallout Commander decks, and I'm like, oh, I, I love Fallout. And I'm like... Bloody Final <laughs> Fantasy as well. I'm like, I'm there's a booster set. getting... There's going to be a booster set for Final Fantasy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like like they Holy did for hell. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and then there's going to be... Um, 
an Assassin's Creed like mini set thing that they're talking about. Like, I don't understand. I don't. I just don't get. I just don't understand why they're doing that though. Because FFTCG is still a card game. It still exists. So why are they? Yeah, money. I guess. Money. (laughs) Give me the money. Give me the money. (laughs) What's popular? Give me money. Like that's basically what it is, right? Some of it's pretty cool. Like, but when I was looking at the thing, I was I was more excited to to see like their um new worlds that they're doing some of them i was like yeah duh like they're doing like a like a cowboy one um and i'm like well here's the here's the cowboy one it's one that we joked about a while ago i think i think professor and i actually joked like just to to each other and like yeah they're gonna they're probably gonna do like a cowboy one eventually in wild west set yeah there's a there's a cowboy one um they're doing like a modern horror one which is I was I was on board with until I saw a picture of a dude wearing clothes from like the eighties and I'm like, oh man, that just kind of like it uh, doesn't feel like magic to me, even though it's like the in 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 world right. one. Um and then like the cute little animal one, like Bloomboro or whatever. It looks looks cute. Yeah. Like I feel like nostalgic about it, but I'm just like I don't know. It's that's nah, too much. I yeah. I wish I liked magic, but I I, I don't much for a lot of reasons, mostly stemming around the company. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I think the thing that's interesting, though, is um, there was something that somebody pointed out to me that did make a lot of sense there for a lot of these universes beyond things. I have felt like absolutely nothing. Um, and I think it's it is mostly because I just don't have really that much of an affiliation with any of the IPs that mm. they've used so far um and somebody pointed that out as well like um i saw i think it was i don't remember who it was on twitter but somebody on twitter said like um you know i was not excited for any of these universes beyond things until they did the lord of the rings one and like lord of the rings has been such a huge part of my life that it's super nice to see like these two great loves of mine like finally come together and uh i didn't understand it until literally right now and that sort of gave me that uh, yeah. that additional context of like, this isn't for me, but it's for somebody. Um, and yeah. I can still admit that it's not for me. Uh, I'm still not super excited. And like this Doctor Who thing, I've never been into Doctor Who. That's that's me, though. Like that's uh, yeah, same. Uh, I'm like uh, Doctor Who's all right. Robin and I watched the Matt Smith Doctor Who uh, run. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, I feel uh, like yeah, if it, if it makes somebody else happy, then absolutely like i i'm not i'm not willing to clown on it as much as i was before except for the walking dead one because i know the walking dead is garbage (laughs) i i will say right let's let's fight (laughs) oh yeah i I don't really care i don't really care about the walking dead either way to be honest but if they uh if they ever printed a (laughs) i do i actually have a real i have a sword downstairs um if they if they made a chrono trigger set oh Probably. Or like a Super Mario RPG thing with doubt, Gino I, as well as like that. a as a hero or like a so uh, commander that you could play. Yeah, I, I don't think Nintendo would allow their properties, but Chrono Trigger is owned by Square by uh, yeah by Square, yeah. Square Enix. So um, that's not out of the question. Even though, why would they do that for like a, a an old game from like 1998 or whatever? Um, I I would I would legitimately buy the shit out of a FromSoft one. If they were like, this is Universes Beyond Dark Souls, I would be like, 
gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh, bye, 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 bye. Yeah, but, like, yeah. But what about what about what about if we circle this back to the podcast, flesh and blood related, right? Universe is beyond would you, flesh and blood. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely, I, Azalea Commander deck. Give it to me. But I, but I mean, but I mean, what if? Are other IPs infiltrated flesh and blood? No. Would that be... No, I don't like it. No, no exactly. I, yeah, nope. I don't like it because th- there there was one thing that I actually did like about uh, their implementation of a universe is beyond product in Magic. And I know that, again, this is the straying away from, from flesh and blood, even though Az tried so valiantly to rein us back in. Sorry, yeah. Um, there <laughs> was... When they, when they did the... Um, the what are they called the secret lair mm. for um uh for street fighter and mm. they implemented chun li with multi-kicker that's pretty cool yeah i do like that yeah actually yeah yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna joke before i at one point i was thinking about making a deck using not the chun li card but the the in-universe version of the chun li card because she also yeah. looks cool um and i was like i kind of want to build this but also i don't want to spend any money on magic so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna build this um <laughs> i don't i don't like it for flesh and blood and i don't like for the same reasons that I, I i generally don't like it for magic i'm not i'm not a big stickler of it of like no it shouldn't exist because like i said i would buy a dark souls one i did buy some of the lord of the Rings stuff uh they got about the commander decks because i wanted to just have them as a box set like i didn't buy them to i, I bought them as a board game basically because i like lord of the rings yeah. um and I bought the Warhammer ones for the same reason. I literally have them all still together in a, in a box mm-hmm. over there. Um, and I, I played yeah. them recently with, with Az, actually. Um, and uh, I don't like it for Flesh and Blood. And the reason is is uh, I feel like it dilutes the IP and it dilutes the product. Um, it feels, I don't know well, why. It's hard to quite place it. It just feels cheap or something. I don't know. Maybe that's not the right word. It feels like it's being exploited in a way that doesn't feel like genuine. I guess that's the way to put it. It doesn't feel it wouldn't feel genuine to me. Like if Flesh and Blood yeah, it, is like, here's our Mortal Kombat thing and now you can have Scorpion or you this is Icelander but it's Sub-Zero and I'm like I don't want yeah. I don't want Sub-Zero fighting Dorinthia. Like that's not what I'm here for. It's same it's the same reason right. I'm like I don't want to watch a D&D movie and then see like Batman come in and like fight the D&D characters. Like that's not no, 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 no. Uh, that's not what yeah. I want. I mean, does anybody remember Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny? Is that I do. Uh... Uh-huh. <laughs> All that Ragnarok <laughs> manga that you're reading at the moment yeah. where different different things fight each other. Well, um it's like gods versus humanity. So it's all kind of in the same world, right? If you assume all kind, that, yeah. If you all assume yeah. that the, the, all the gods live in the same thing, but it's, it's kind of like a god of war thing. Yeah, um, but it's like um, it, 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 if Fortnite. if Fab were to it, it, if Flesh and Blood were to do that now and be like, oh yeah, we're going to bring these different IPs in. It just it, to me, it's like you're you're telegraphing that you're not confident in your IP that you've built up. And Flesh and Blood's IP well, and the characters and the fact that it's hero-centric, you know, everyone identifies with someone in the game, is so good. So they don't need to do that, really. They're building the IP up from the ground. So, I mean, like... Yeah. Uh, to me, it just says that they want money. And they're just like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're just, just going to... soul. And, like, yeah. Bill's right. Like, there is someone... For, for these products and they yeah. will buy it 
and that's what they're mm. that's what they hope they hope that people buy it yeah. like and like yeah that's the thing they're not doing it out of the kindness of their own heart they're <laughs> yeah they're doing it because there's, yeah, it there's wasn't, nothing to be made I mean, i'm sure some of the well, devs are like oh this is cool like i love final fantasy i want to make some final fantasy cards i'm sure there are people like, like on the team i hey if i was a dev and they were like we're gonna do a final fantasy set i'd be pretty stoked i love final fantasy i'd be like oh sweet i gotta make the black mage Right or like mm-hmm. oh sweet well, I gotta that's, that's... I gotta make yeah. uh, Sephiroth on a card like that's pretty cool but and there's no doubt as well like they have the resources to fund all original art for those yeah. likenesses as well because oh, yeah. that's one of the thing that's one of the things that you didn't like about the actual card game is that they use screenshots and screen grabs from things and stuff so there's no doubt in my mind yeah, exactly. that the Final Fantasy cards are gonna look so sick yeah so but. The funny thing is, is they're they're totally gonna look like alters from like the like the mid two thousands to like you yeah know, the twenty tens. You know all those card alters that would be like you know here's Kalia of the Vast, but it's been altered to look like Sephiroth, like just an anime yeah. Sephiroth. Like that's what the set is gonna look like. To me, I think yeah. they just cut yeah. off one of her wings. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like like. Yeah. So anyway, for Flesh and Blood, uh, I would be vo- very vocally against it. Let me put it that way. If 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 LSS Definitely. announced something, I, I would probably put out a video and be like, nope, I'm not a fan of this. Um, yeah. I would as well. Man, especially since they have their own IP that is awesome, and everyone, or at least a lot of people that I know and I see is clamoring for more of the IP. People want, do people want art? They want uh, stories. They want novels. They want uh, movies. Like, people are hungry for more flesh and blood stuff. And if they... Mm-hmm dipped into something else that would just feel like kind of a betrayal actually uh now that i think about it it would just feel like uh like hey why are you focusing your attention on something that isn't you know the reason why we love your game we don't love your game because you have batman we love your game because you have azalea or leviathan Mm -hmm. or whatever um yeah so this is all under the assumption that they someday do this i don't think they will anytime soon if at all but um yeah even even this applies like i said even if they do like if even if it was like my ideal thing like even if they're like hey this is going to be a berserk crossover which would be rad but i would still be like no stick to flesh and blood and then i would secretly buy yeah. the <laughs> secretly buy the berserk cards um <laughs> But yeah, just don't tell anybody about it. Oh, cut this part out. We don't want this part. Anyway, <laughs> don't give them any ideas, Mister Big YouTuber. Berser- who would buy anything? <laughs> Berserk, man. Like, yeah, the Berserk set would be sweet, mm. but also not not sweet for the, the reasons that I said. I would be I'd be against. Yeah. I'm against it uh, on a fundamental level for Flesh and Blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but hey, diggity ho ho! That was a good uh, that was a good little uh, tangent at the end there. So good job bringing that up. Um, that could be that could be one of the one of the things that we named this episode. That was a good convo as well at the same time. Um, but that is, I would make, say, that's pretty much all make we them have wait time an for. hour to get to it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. All for all those people sticking around at the end. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, I've been Az from Go Again Gaming. You can find me on Go Again Gaming AZ on Twitter and Go Again Gaming AZ, uh, Go Again Gaming in general on um, on YouTube. Um, and uh, I'll throw it over to whoever wants to get the baton off of me because I've had it for a while. Uh, I, st- I steal the baton. Uh, hi, uh, yeah. Cal. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Red Zone Rogue uh, everywhere at Red Zone Rogue. Bill. <laughs> 
Um, Bill huh. from Spike Feeders, Bill TSF, and Bill uh, from the Spike Feeders at Spike Feeders Fab on YouTube. There we go. Brilliant. Uh, he gave a thumbs up, everyone. Uh, that was that's only yeah. audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. It's just a big old, big old thumbs up. Um, Fantastic. But yeah, anyway, this was uh, a surprisingly full chat, uh, considering there's not much going on. But uh, it was obviously some oh, of shit. Magic the Gathering stuff. But regardless, I hope that y'all yeah. enjoyed. Uh, yeah, I certainly did. Yeah, exactly. Well, next time, if there's nothing to if there's nothing to speak about, we can just uh, we can just rant on Magic the Gathering for uh, oh, for, no. for about an hour. Um, so uh, this is now a Magic the Gathering podcast. Oh God, no, 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 <laughs> no! Got it. People, people would be so pissed. Like, oh, I can I can tell you this: just a little insider baseball. Magic content does not do well on my channel at all, and I think it's because a lot of Flesh and Blood players are ex Magic players that are fed up with all of the shit that Watsy is doing. Um, yeah, and I'm, with, I'm with them. Does like tenuously well on our channel. There are a lot. It's like probably 20% of the comments that we get on our uh, main Spike Feeders channel stuff is all very negative. Uh, <laughs> like, and it's not even just toward, it's not towards us. Sounds like magic. Sometimes it's towards us. But yeah, it's like negative towards <laughs> Wizards of the Coast or the product that we're talking about or just magic as a whole. Like it is, yeah, there's there's a lot of... Like, negativity in there right now like i said i was watching the thing and i was like i wish i wish i still liked magic i wish i still loved magic because it's been such a big part of my life but nope i still have my stuff yeah. i don't know i tried to say so here's the thing like i i with like commander masters uh before i saw the prices i was like oh this is so cool maybe this is maybe i'll buy the set and have a little fun with it and i'm like 300 dollars like booster box and i'm like there's no way in hell that I'm like, no thanks. Like this, this is the greediest shit I've seen in a in a well since Magic Thirty, right? Since uh, yeah. since the the proxy cards. So it's just like, I don't know, I don't know. I'm yeah. just gonna, but... you know, I'm just gonna stick to Flesh and Blood and Shadowverse and Grand Archive. Those are great games yeah. run by. We like Flesh and Blood here. Yeah, I. That's right. Yeah, you know, you know, I could buy instead. Of a box of Commander Masters, I can buy a case of Outsiders, um, and have fun with the case. That's what I could do. Um, I should buy a case of Outsiders. Yeah. You I could buy know. you could buy a an entire copy of Baldur's Gate three for the sake of a Magic booster pack uh, these days, which is uh, pretty ridiculous. I, um, you're not actually that far off. I think the collector packs for Commander Masters are close to like fifty bucks. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. just mental really um speaking of which i'm gonna go play this in a moment so thanks very much for everyone who's tuned in to the very end and you can email us at the living legends podcast at gmail.com for any thoughts comments and questions but until next time uh yeah that's pretty much it uh, everyone quickly uh who's your favorite baller's it's gate not character? that's not it it's more who, who, who's your favorite who, who's your favorite baller's <laughs> gate character comment down below okay bye yeah have a good day <laughs> cheers <laughs>